Producer Podcast. My name is Ron. And I'm Paul. And today we are rightfully joined back by our wonderful Pecker. <laughs> <laughs> the Pecker's back. Paul, how was your vacation? Man? Uh it's I needed it. Yeah. It was uh I just I kind of disconnected it. You know, I talked to you a couple of days after I came back and you're like, dude, where have you been? Right. I was like, <laughs> it wasn't against you. I literally I just unplugged. Yeah, I get that. Even if it was like for a couple days, but it was just it was good for my mental health. So oh, yeah. I was very appreciative of that. I need to I need to do that again, even though I just Right. How did you hold up? Not too so bad. So we had our friends on. Yeah, Austin and uh <laughs> Cheeky and Nacho. Cheeky and Nacho. Well, Cheeky and Nacho came out and uh they, they were a blast. Yeah. They uh of course. You know, they held it strong. Um they they want us to come on their their podcast. Okay. Which I'm sure we will. It's you the bet. Cheeky and Nacho yes, podcast. Guys. I'll probably run a little commercial thing for them on our break. <laughs> yes. But uh mm-hmm. most definitely. Of, they're they're it. a couple of good dudes and uh yeah. definitely funny. You should check them out for sure. Yeah. But yeah. What are we talking about today? We're going deep. <laughs> we're going full throttle on this yes. one today. So uh, we're talking about The Purge. Uh, not necessarily the movies, but uh, we're going to be talking about the movies, obviously. But right. just as a whole, the concept of The Purge. So the premise of The Purge is essentially that the government allows one day a year for all crime, even murder, to be legal. For 12 hours. Is it 12 hours? Seven to okay, seven. Yeah, all right. I, for some reason, I had it in my mind it might That's have been okay. 24 hours. But no. Yeah. So you were, you were allowed to, you know, use all kinds of weapons up to a class four, which I'm assuming is like you can't use <laughs> nuclear weapons or I'm not. Can't drop no nukes. Right. Exactly. I, I, I don't know. You know I, I was looking at the scheduling four. too, but I thought it was, you know, up to four. I'm like, I didn't know about grenades or. I was about to say, I think yeah. it, I think it would. Rocket uh, launchers. Yeah. You're not allowed to use those. I don't think. I think Do class we four, have a problem? <laughs> I think class four is like yeah. upwards of like past like 50 caliber or something yeah, like that. You which know? most people don't own. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you get to do all that, all crimes legal for that 12 hours. I mean, rape, uh, you know. Grand Theft Auto. I mean, we could. Yeah. Theft, how many? Theft, how many? Uh, how many things you can think of? Kidnapping. I mean, drugs. the whole nine yards, dude. Yeah. I think, think like when the first purge happened, a lot of it what turned into a, just a giant block party where everybody, everything was out and about with all the drugs and everything. But we get more into that later. Right. But yeah, so the premise: everything that's illegal is legal for twelve hours, <laughs> with the catch of you're not supposed to harm children. And you are not allowed to attack any of the politicians and government. How convenient. Right. right. (laughs) Well, yeah, so that's the premise. So I want you to give your information about how this whole franchise came about. Sure. Of course. So our director for The Purge, his name's uh, James DeMonico, um, I was really not f- super familiar with his body of work. To, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the name sounded familiar. That's to what me, I thought but- too. Yeah, and it was like no. Um, he uh, one of his big pictures that he was involved in. He he wrote uh, Jack, starred yeah, Robin Williams, that, and, and I, I was, was like, what? 
Yeah, it was. I was completely far fetched out there. I was like, "Wow, this guy, you know, writes this kind of genre." But yeah, it's a very wholesome movie. Yes, you know, very, fun, very uh, heartwarming. Yeah, very wholesome. It did pretty decent, you know. I mean, for a first time movie, you know, made about fifteen million in the bank outside of budget and everything, so it wasn't too bad. He did a couple of movies. I I haven't seen these, but this kind of leads into his work relationship with Ethan Hawke. Okay. He was in a movie uh, he directed called Assault of Precinct 13, which had Lawrence Fishburne in it. Oh, yeah. And I Ethan Hawke. That. Okay. So, you, all right. Yeah. No clue. <laughs> that was one. Uh, Staten Island as well was another movie yeah. uh, that he produced. And so I was like, okay, that's cool. So he's, you know, he's had some moments in Hollywood and whatnot, but obviously his big break was the Purge series. Yeah. So I'm like, wow. I'm like, now my first, before I go into James's, you know, what I learned about him. You know, I'm looking at my first preconceived notion going to see the movie or, you know, what the preview was. I just remember my first situation when I came across, I was like, how, how, well, who wrote this? Why would you write this? You know what I mean? And then I saw the movie in the theater and it was just like, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy of the premise of the story. So really where I want to get at, at this point, guys, um, as far as the whole idea behind the series, and I thought this was kind of interesting. So... Uh, his wife's a doctor. He said, didn't specify what kind of practice she does, but she helps people. They had a situation in um, Brooklyn. <laughs> they had a situation in Brooklyn, New York, where they were driving and a drunk driver almost killed them. Mm-hmm. Ran him off the road type ordeal. And in an instance after that happened, his wife blurted out, quote unquote, uh, she said, I wish we could have one free one for a year. And she was pissed when she said it. And he was like, she was enraged. He's like, honey, wait, wait, I don't know this side of you. You're, you're out here to help people. And you're like, you know what? If I had my choice and I could do something without getting trouble, I would take his ass out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. So that was part of the idea behind what he was going to write about. Yeah. The other part was he spent, um, he's from, so he's from New York. You know, when he was younger, he saw some of the subtile violence you know, in Brooklyn area and whatnot. But then he moved to Paris for about eight years. And he said his eight years there, and he just, you know, kind of explored his day-to-day life, Mm -hmm. living in Paris versus living in the United States. And he saw a completely different, you know, how violence and guns are viewed differently in Europe versus America. And it blew his mind. So he took like that, those experiences that he had out in Paris, like, okay, everything is just clean. Every, you know, the economy is good. Everything is good. And then this one instance, and he was like, well, what if it wasn't? Yeah. What if I painted that picture necessarily? And then that just opened the floodgates. <laughs> That's a bloody painting. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely br- bloody. Yeah. I mean, um, but it's just, that was how he kind of was going to picture it and tie it the story. Yeah. That was part of the inspiration. But he was a big fan of, of Stephen King's novels. Mm-hmm. He's come out and said that many times. He was always a fan of his the genres he did, the work that he put out so he envied that as one would. as one <laughs> stephen king guys yes you know one of the greatest but uh that's where kind of his back end story came for that you know as far as with the budget everything i mean guys he made good money off of this i mean no just hy- hypothetically you know when you're starting a movie for something like that um even <laughs> the first the first movie only i looked at the budgets I mean, this is crazy, but for a Hollywood movie, yeah, three million was to produce the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
they grossed sixty four million. Yeah, not too bad. If you guys wonder why there's so many movies, they got that paranormal activity money. You know what I'm saying? Right. But in another sense, this also makes a lot of sense why we see a lot of movies being, you know, re-released mm-hmm. or another sequel or something because it's cheap. Yeah. You know, second one, nine million budget, seventy one gross. Third movie, ten million seventy nine. Yeah. You know, fourth, uh, thirteen million. That was the highest one for him, sixty nine. I don't know what that is right now for the the newest, the Forever Purge yet. Yeah. But just off of that, every year, I mean, it just boatloads of money. So of mm. course, it's like, yeah, nine million here. We could put another film together, right? As long as obviously it sells. Yeah. And then of of course the response from from people who have seen it love it. Yeah. I wonder if it's almost like a release for people that you know. It's kind of like in video games mm-hmm. how you can kind of blow off steam by going and playing Call of Duty and just you know shooting up a bunch of Nazis. You know what I'm saying or right. something like that. Right. And maybe this is a release for people. Um, I know in the movies and stuff a lot of tie-ins to like racism and mm-hmm. you know the church being involved and everything and. It gets ugly really quick. He was he was like focused on like the ideas with you know how the church and state were you know cult yeah cult. <laughs> pretty much but but he from those experiences he was like I just became obsessed yeah with this idea right and just <sighs> <laughs> I mean let's be honest folks pretty sure all of us has probably at some point or another has had that same thought. That his wife has had, which you could just have one day <laughs> a year, or just have one or just in that, general. Just, I, I just her, want my one free car. Yeah, I think her thing was just like, I wish we could just have one a year. Right. And I mean, it wasn't even 12 hours, one hour, nothing. She's like, I just want one. Yeah. And he's like, this is my wife. She helps people. And we almost get, you know, knocked off the road by the yeah. drunk driver. And she's just like, look, and she just turned Jekyll and Hyde like that. Mm, yeah. You know? I mean, it's it's not saying anything bad about us for having any kind of thoughts like that. I mean, everybody has dark thoughts from time to time. Unfortunately, but, it's human nature. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's dark, but at the same time, it it makes sense to a point. You know, obviously, yeah. you don't want to go on a killing spree and stuff like that. And in the movies, they actually show that. By opening up the floodgates and allowing this to be possible, I know in one of the movies it shows a man, or a, it was a teenage guy, I think, mm-hmm. who killed for the first time. But the violence, even though initially when the purge first started, it seemed like, like the violence and all the criminal activity started going down. But what they saw was also you got people with bloodthirst being born, essentially, where you know, they kill and now they're not killing during the purge. They're killing on the off time too, you know, the off season, yeah. they say, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. And and in, in the movies, the, the whole purge develops this kind of uh, tie with Christianity or religion. Uh, I'm not, I think it might actually be Christianity in the movies. So it develops a cult and they justify uh, purifying the, oneself out of the basically the devil in them by getting it out one time a year according to the newfound fathers yes yeah yeah exactly which (laughs) 
I don't think anything like that would happen in America because anytime any kind of party, this is kind of a double-edged sword, let me say. So we have Republican and Democrat party, so if any other... We're sliding on a slippery slope, first off. If any other party got big enough to challenge the Republican and Democrat party, automatically, without question... The media will spin it that it's just oh, yeah. like the brown shirts from Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. You know, they're taken up and Hitler's coming to rise again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Newsflash, folks. Hitler's dead. <laughs> Whether he killed himself in a bunker or he died in Argentina, that motherfucker's dead. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> There's only one Hitler. All right. All the comparisons of everybody else. I remember when, you know, George W. Bush was being called Hitler, the next Hitler. Obama oh, was daddy, called daddy. the next Hitler. Trump obviously was called the next Hitler. It seems like the pattern they call everyone him Hitler. Yeah, I know. He's I mean, you gotta start thinking about that, actually. If they didn't call every, Reagan Hitler though. <laughs> every president we have now is Hitler esque. I mean yeah. maybe we should start looking at our policies a little better because that's not Could we? changing. Could we? <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to wait a freaking, you know, a decade before we look at policy? Yeah. We just trade jabs with parties and blame each other. And then after eight years, we might do something. <laughs> so we got about five minutes before our break. Okay. What, when, what movie was the first Persian movie you saw? And how'd you feel leaving the theater or after the first one turning it off? Watch the, the theater. The okay. first one. I walked out and I was I was kind of like puzzled. I'm you not walked gonna... out like no no I, I mean finished? sorry no, no okay we finished the movie when I was walking out I as like, I left no 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 <laughs> grow up here that shit was expensive I'm I'm getting my money's worth for that matinee um sorry night movie um <laughs> I said matinee I'm old um no I mean night money get on that street Paul <laughs> that was a real reason he was gone he's working that corner I made him do it. <laughs> No, um, no, I finished the movie, walked out of the theater and I was like, this can't happen. Hmm. That's the first thing I said. I said, this can't ever happen. Yeah. I mean, idealistically, you know, it, it idealistically, I idealistic, <laughs> never <laughs> idealistic. Yes. Ding. TM. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't think... Did you see it in the theater, happened. or did you watch it on video? I saw or? it on DVD. Okay. Yeah. I saw it on DVD, because, I don't know, I'm particular about what I go see in the theater. I totally understand. You know. You don't want that bratty kid yelling in the background. You're like, shut the hell up. Yeah, I just don't care for people most of the time. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, um... No, I just... I, I watched it, and... Honestly, I don't know if it's just I've been numb to certain aspects of the world, but it wasn't that far-fetched of an idea to me. Not saying like I thought about it or anything. Mm. It's just like, okay, I'm actually surprised this hasn't been thought out before. Let's see where this goes. And of course, you know, you see those bratty-ass rich kids all of a sudden be like, we need this homeless guy. He's a menace to society, blah, blah, blah. It's just of course. Like, uh, of course. I mean, Attacking even if they were trying I mean, to come up awesome. and kill somebody, anybody that kind of acts like that, you just kind of want to punch in the face anyways. But I don't know. I When it was over, it was over for me. I didn't have any ever like any lasting feelings toward it. And I just kind of 
I was like, okay, well, that was kind of cool. I was just praying for those people with the sump come up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it was, uh, which one was it? I think it was, I, I don't know if it was the second one or the election year was one. was second. Where? Uh, election was third. Um, that really cute black girl that's really annoying wanted a candy bar. <laughs> which one is that? <laughs> I think that's election year. I, I election could be. Year? I could okay. be wrong. It's they either anarchy or a, the perfect girl to play that part because yeah. you had to hate that person. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. She played it amazingly. Yeah. She was, <laughs> and she, even though she had the demon face going on the entire time with that overly like, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. You know, <laughs> she is cute. She's like, I told you I'd come back from my candy bar. Right. Like, but man, I. But it's interesting, at least for the first couple of films. I mean, I'm, I don't want to go into all of them, but it's like you have different type of stories. The one, the yeah. first one, it's like you're you're looking at the family situation. Yeah. The anarchy, it's like the city, yeah. and everyone affected on that. The third one, it's like now we got to protect politicians because they're going after that. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of just left the the theater with the whole thought of like, okay, that was cool, uh, and then went about my day. But I will say, I mean. I, I like the cool. concept because I yeah. see why the franchise keeps going and stuff because it's kind of a cool little story thing. It's no different well, there's some really origin- from the zombie apocalypse happening. Right. There's originality. Sense. Yeah, exactly. There's somebody actually taking a chance to write something that's not been done before. Yeah. So we give them kudos to that. I, I didn't walk out going, yeah, I feel good. I'm like, this, no. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to hop into our first break. And uh, oh, if yeah. you missed last week's episode, go catch it. But if not, we'll introduce you to our dear friends, Cheeky Nacho from the Cheeky Nacho Podcast. Cheeky Nacho. We'll be back. What's up, everybody? Cheeky here from the Cheeky and Nacho Podcast. I'm Nacho. Every Friday, we talk about movies, music, dicks. My dick mainly. Yeah, his dick. We, we need a whole episode dedicated to that. Yeah, it's that long. That It's a whole episode. It's probably an hour, two hours maybe, of just my dick. <laughs> I think Ronnie's trying to get it on camera. So like the, the technology isn't in there yet. It's like a unicorn. It's like, it's a, panoramic. It's like a double panoramic thing. All right, anyways, yeah, check us out. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Any other podcasts. Well, we can't fucking can remember what they are because nobody uses them, right, Nacho? Exactly. And we're going to be on YouTube soon, so soon, check that out. Soon you're going to see all this sexy all the time. Maybe my cock might peek out, but that'll be for something else. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do a special Pornhub like. Channel. We're gonna have an OnlyFans about my cock. <laughs> Only cocks. How much are you gonna charge a month? Thirty-five dollars. It's a big dick. A month? Yeah. <laughs> it's a big dick. I don't know. It's a fat cock. So. All right, so that's fat prices for his fat cock. Check us out. Cheeky and Nacho podcast. Cheeky out. Bye, guys. And welcome back. Hope you like that little message from our boys over at the Cheeky Nacho podcast. <laughs> Cheeky Nacho. <laughs> I just love saying it. Cheeky Nacho. Right. It's funny because now, like, I, I, I don't refer to them as their as the real names. names anymore. Yeah. So Austin, I, I, I'm having a little problem converting his because, you know, <laughs> but anytime I'm talking about Nigel, I'm like, Nacho, I was like, it, it just fits. It know? does fit. That's all I hear. 
All right, back to being serious. We're talking about The Purge. So, 12 hours a year to just have complete mayhem. I mean, the date's coming up. Oh, from the first Purge, right? March 21st, 2022. 2020. A two. A two. A two. Bless you. Thank you. (laughs) Dick. Uh, So... Obviously, since this came out, um, there has been some uh, prank purges, uh, <laughs> countdowns, shall we say, just a complete <laughs> trolling of the internet, you know. So, purge is going to happen this and this day. You have a countdown of like three months, 22 days, and 36 hours or something like that. <laughs> I mean, it's great. There's, there's actually pranks online where they just dub over it and you think like, oh, yeah, this is just routine yeah. <laughs> school check. And then all of a sudden, the music comes on. I mean, let's 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 break down on this whole thing. Sure. Let's let's say it does happen. What would be what would be the catalyst for that actually happening? Well, the lawmakers can take a bill and just pull the bill and sign it without anyone seeing it. That's what they do in D.C., uh, it happens all the time. I mean, if mm-hmm. something like that was going to happen, you know, it already happened by now. How they block pages of this report and this is blocked. I mean, just I can't stand the fact that they'll try and pass some gigantic bill and they'll give you 24 hours to read the entire thing. And of course, it's in a stack of papers this sure. high, you mm-hmm. know, over 5,000 pages of documents. And you're supposed to read all that. You can speed read that. And then make about. a logical and well thought out decision on whether or not you should say yay or nay to this bill <laughs> you know yeah i mean half of the politicians up there when they're you know passing a vote on stuff i mean who's to say that most of them even know what's in the entirety of that bill pork yeah it's like i don't even want to think about what's all in these covid-19 assistance bills and stuff they passed like just seeing some of the numbers of things, I'm like, how in the world are we giving money to what was a museum? The right. first one, no, right, right. It's like Nancy Pelosi's little the, the hive, the spending, yeah. yeah. And you know, somehow or another, they were giving a lot of money to stuff they had interest in. I mean, anyways. <laughs> so so with the purge, so we had a little incident early this year, if everybody remembers, uh, January sixth. It wasn't a purge per se, but I think it was a first kind of wave of a revolution happening. You know, I've heard people talk about the revolutions and they usually come in threes Mm -hmm. and a revolution will happen in America. I don't know what that's going to look like. Hopefully it's not a bunch of crazy QAnon people, but, you know, speaking of which, I don't know if we're going to have an episode over that because I almost feel like I don't want to give it any kind of light. I don't know anything about it. I Yeah, exactly. It's like I don't understand. There's enough out there to prove that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Why are there still people following? <laughs> I don't know. Right. I'm probably going to get shit for that, but I don't care. That's Whatever. my thoughts on it. But, you know, they were talking about Say if there were certain people at the White House that day that it got invaded, essentially, 
you know, like AOC there, you know, a lot of people speculate if she was there, they would have killed her or Nancy Pelosi. I don't think it was that kind of raid. I mean, I don't suspect that that kind of shit would have happened. I don't know. Though. I don't know either. There are gunshots and all sorts of crazy stuff. And again, we we don't we haven't seen the full footage of right the hours have gone. Yeah, I mean, it just it kind of looked like it was allowed to happen in a sense. And that's a whole nother show, Ron. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to think about it. There was like a lot of pictures and stuff that we see from that. Oh yeah, everybody's kind of really at ease about it. Like you would think if you're going going to the White House, you would assume any kind of misstep. Like you hear about people jumping the fence and running toward the White House right. and immediately getting yeah. met with guards and guns. Mm-hmm. Why didn't that happen? It's the White House. <laughs> Anyways. Exactly. That was just a little little spot. Like nothing – I mean people died from that, of course, but it wasn't that – um, what's the word? I don't want to say it wasn't that eventful. I'm just saying that like there was no success of what happened other than the facts like, oh, look, we got to where we're not supposed to be. You know, there was no, it didn't seem like there was any kind of clear idea why they were doing it in, in a sense. You know, a lot of people blame Trump enticing the whole thing. Right. Which, Escalating the situation. Which, I mean, people can twist words and stuff as much as they want to in the media, which they do. But I, that's what I was getting at in a sense is the media is probably what would point us in the direction of a purge style event type thing. If all else, if know. all else fails. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's exactly what they're doing now. They're completely, they found how they get their money, which is through clicks. And how do you get the most clicks through negativity? And that's kind of how what's been rolling on for years now. Yeah. You know, they hit all those hot button topics that are just, you know, with the race, with people's sexual orientation, abortion, anything yeah, that's all that. pro-life, pro-choice, yeah, any kind of taboo type subject, they'll just throw it on there, even if it has nothing to do with the actual story. They still put something in there that'll be like clickbaity, and that's that's kind of what I'm what I would see is like people getting fed up more so with the media than the actual government. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I think I a don't. Point. I mean, or it's almost it's you know it could be fifty fifty. It could be whatever you want to make it. Right. Well, yeah. Let's say they do in state in state a twelve hour period for right. the purge. Right. Would you participate? No. Not at all. No. What would you do? Bunker Probably. up somewhere. Mm. Gotcha. I'd like to say I do the same thing, but. Here's the thing. If they ever try to make pedophilia normal, that's when I think a purge should happen. I honestly think that anybody that defiles innocent children like that should have no right to live anymore. (laughs) So if there was ever a purge, I would maybe spend a little time trying to figure out where these certain people are and then maybe I might use that 12 hours to do a little hunting <laughs> make plenty of friends Ron yeah. I'm just saying 
I gotta choose my words carefully. Uh, here, yes, you, know, you do. But like, yes, you do. I don't want to kill somebody. Exactly. I mean, like, I don't have a need. Even when people piss me off, which happens on a regular basis, my urge is never like. I should go in that person's life, you know. There's people involved with everybody. There, everybody has families, and that that just causes a chain reaction of hurt and sorrow and suffering. I don't want to do that. But on the subject of children being molested or se- you know sexually assaulted, essentially, mm. I don't have any tolerance for that shit. <laughs> I don't. Thou shall not kill is what I'll follow, unless someone's coming before me. My thing with the, the the idea. Okay, maybe not kill, because it's a 12 hours of just anything illegal is illegal. Uh, yeah, you pick whatever you want. You could just beat the living hell out of somebody. Or steal a car, whatever it may be. <laughs> whatever it may be. My thing with the whole series, or just the idea of this, you know, unemployment's 1%, mm-hmm. right? The economy is great. Everything is great. And that is going to be justified off one night yeah. of just mayhem. I don't know. You see uh, the way they're swinging the whole Chinese credit system. So We we told you guys that that was coming, and uh, it's coming. Yeah. But that was one thing that I looked at, but I'm like, what? You know, and, and then they would say, well, this was to, you know, balance balance the system out. You know, Kinda like Thanos snapping his finger with the Infinity Stones. <laughs> it's but, for the good of everyone. But I just don't know how you can justify a night of just evil, uh, just pure evil for twelve hours, and how many times you want to do it a year? You know, every year type yeah. thing. What is what kind of message does that send? First off, you know what I mean. Well, that's you just put you in put America. people. In, I know, know, but I'm saying... What kind of message would that send worldwide? That's what I mean. It's like you have the new founding fathers, they come up with this idea, and then everybody has to be on board. Well, obviously, people are not going to be on board, and people are going to be freaked out going, I'm not looking to hurt anyone or break the law. I'm just trying to live the best life. Right. Yeah, a lot of people won't want to... And then it's almost like a classic thing, even like war. Mm -hmm. You send all the poor in. Yeah. But the, the rich that are sitting behind their tablecloth, no. I literally referenced System Move Down on that. You sure did. You loved that, didn't you? High five. <laughs> hey, B-O-B. Um, But yeah, that's just, I just don't know how your system can, you know, your society can function completely like that. Like I think for, for because I, I would be freaking, I would be freaking out two months beforehand and everything. And it's yeah. like, I don't want to die and I don't want to screw anybody over or anything like that. I think a lot of people will go into it think getting all jazzed up is like, yeah, I would totally want to do it. But when it came down to it, nobody's going to. I don't people, know. 80% right. of people probably wouldn't do it. I hope not. I mean, uh, the idea is exciting, which I think is why that franchise is so popular because the idea it's a taboo idea it's enticing yeah it is and it's and it's original and it's messed up but it's like it makes you think straight up so we're gonna ask our audience to leave in the comments (laughs) please on our youtube page or you know wherever would you purge and why or why not leave in the comments all right (laughs) so we're gonna get into our uh well I don't want to just dump it in. Like, do you have any closing statements with the purge? Not necessarily, but it's like the only really statement I have is just like that anything is possible. Mm-hmm. 
anything is possible. If if our economy doesn't go on the right foot down the road, what's that? What's for them not to consider something like this? Well, there was something said one time. And I hate the I hate bringing up a quote when I don't remember who said it. But right, if you want to see how truly humanitarian people can be, take away their food and see what happens. I, <laughs> Especially I being they, in urban areas where everybody's go-to thing for food is usually like a localized supermarket. That's happened recently where there's not been food on the shelves. It will get crazy people. <laughs> and that's, and that is, that is truly a fear. Yeah. But all right, we will jump into our three shots at funny. And well, you know, did you have anything to add to the end? No, I just, I, just, I do want to add this. Just be be kind to one another (laughs) i mean be courteous i mean courtesy goes so far especially when people either have a good day or bad day i mean that's reassuring you do something do a nice gesture for someone it can go far right i know it's in the bible and stuff you know the golden rule i mean treat your neighbor we need to get be treated we really need to get back to that i mean really as a society we all know this religion wise or not it's still just a great thing to have right so all right we'll get into our three shots at funny do it <laughs> yes all right sir so this week is your wife yes turn. what does kelly have for us today my wife's pick today we're gonna call this lesson lesson gonna get taught a lesson you think from watching all these cooking shows you know how to cook, right? <laughs> <laughs> you think from watching all them pornos, you know how to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> she she was uh, picking that. She goes, and she goes real sweet and quietly. I don't know if this would be appropriate for your show. Oh my god, like, Kelly! <laughs> I go, baby, this is totally appropriate for the show. We are Kudos. dick and fart jokes. <laughs> Come on. I was like, I love you, babe. That's great. She's so cute. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So mine is, you know, it's got a dog involved. Oh. And it's called Oh Boy. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, that one caught me off guard when I <coughs> Oh You wanna see it again? Yeah, please. That was funny. <laughs> It's such a great pairing right there. Uh, that was funny. <laughs> I, I feel that. Way. I would do the same thing. Right. <laughs> like, ah, that's for you. Uh, right. What you got? My pick this week is titled, You're Breaking My Plums. Uh, the countdown. Got to do it, baby. What? What do you mean? I just... This is not spaghetti, my love. Come on. It doesn't fit in the pan. Yeah, you understand me. No, you can't cut the pasta. So... But it was just... It just didn't fit in the pan. Please, man, I don't... Go in the pan, my love. <
It's like, uh, you know, you cannot put it in there. It's a cut the pasta. All right, so I have one extra for you because okay. you, were, you were gone last Oh, week. okay. It's not the one I showed. I'll okay. have to show you that off camera because I didn't think repeating a video would be. Okay. Great, but I got this one. It's called Where's the Car? Okay. It's really interesting. Watch what happens. Where'd it go? Ah! <laughs> I hate you, Ron. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. That was wonderful. Oh. Do you know how many jumps I'm going to have in Mansfield? It's not even funny. Uh, I'm hoping we can go, man, because it looked like it was filling up. Anytime I went over the amount of tickets, that I because I thought we were going to be taking a big group, uh, it denied me. So hopefully we can get in there. No problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I just wanted to set that one up. Of course, I'm going <laughs> to show you the one I wanted to show you from last week. This one's called, uh, what do I call it? Pool Fart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's smaller. <laughs> that got smaller, man. Oh, God. It's <laughs> 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 just that, that was... an initial fart, though. Oh. Austin said it's. it sounded like it was an orgasmic fart. He's <laughs> <laughs> lighting up the shot. Yeah, you know I had to show you that. Uh, yeah, I really need to be on my guard now. Right. All right. <laughs> Episode forty-five is in the we're books. in the bag, guys. And bag. Uh, rate, like, and subscribe to our channel. Uh, we're getting close to one hundred subscribers. Yeah, very close. Uh, we also need your help. Get on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and a rating. We would much appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you next Tuesday. And Epstein didn't kill himself. Rooster's out. Rooster's out. <laughs> <laughs>